We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Sobriety, community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. What ya? What ya? All right, all right, all right. It is Unspoken Words, episode 35 in the house. Uh, Durantula. Durantula. <laughs> Durantula. Or as they call him now, the snake. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next year, Mr. Snake. Yes. Unable to close. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Over here to my <laughs> right, we got the sensei of the Cobra Kai Dojo, open, open brand new downtown Belen's Montana. With a branch in Arrow Creek. Yes, sir. And his name is Johnny J.C. Lawrence, your favorite Indian. J.C.B. in the house. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, uh, I was waiting for the neck flaps. Anyway, <laughs> over here on my left, all the way from the Valley of the Chiefs, uh-huh. Headman Dancer, the Fourth of July powwow this coming weekend. <laughs> Pod Gotti, Randy B in the house. Say what's up? What's up? Did you my say people. Alley of the Chiefs? Alley of the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Headman oh, Dancer oh. and honorary color guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um okay and then you got me empty barrel from arrow creek mo hugs not drugs <laughs> hey man it is hot aka shoots blanks <laughs> <laughs> aka blank stage blank stage <laughs> Oh man, remember when I was real hot like this? And then you get all messed up like back in the day. I was thinking oh, about just that yesterday. Greasy. Oh, just real greasy. Thinking about that yesterday and man, I was thinking about like real hot and just tore up from the floor up Ugh. in the middle of the day. Oh Ugh. man, when you're like in a casino or somewhere and you kinda of have a few drinks and you walk out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Or in a house. Yeah, or like you wake up uh, in the afternoon. After like drinking and then you're just hungover and oh, it's hot outside yuck. and you got hot breath and you're just all assed out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I just came to you outside. Yeah, that, was, that was today. <laughs> that was today. <laughs> oh, you no. pass out and then you wake up and you think it's another day, but it's still the same day. Oh, yeah. I've done that too, like man. Two hours later. Yeah, because you, it was so hot at noon, you crashed out for a couple hours, and yeah. you wake up, and it's like two. It's still <laughs> hot. <laughs> uh, man, I do not miss that, man. Uh, it it disgusts me. And I just think of it, and I think I was pathetic. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> pathetic. Just pathetic. I was pathetic in my ways back then. But anyway... Uh, enough rambling. I'll pass it over here with the no look pass over to JCB. What? 
Uh, don't you got a game for us? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? I, know, I know what's going what? on. I know what's going on. Trust me. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, uh, the game. We got that. Oh, yeah, that game. We're gonna try. Yeah, we're gonna try. My some, turn. We're gonna try some movie quotes this this time. Yeah, mm. I got that in here. You know, what's yes. that on then? Movie quotes. Movie Tombstone. Quotes. Tombstone. Yeah. Tombstone. Tombstone. Oh. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the name of the game. What's that? Oh. On, <laughs> I just started guessing. Oh, <laughs> started guessing. Uh, Tombstone. Started, started like I didn't even hear you say nothing. What's going on there? Mm. Damn it, you blow that smoke one more time, I'm going to blow you off that wildcat's ass. Gun guns. <laughs> playing cards with you is like playing cards with my sister's kids, you nerve-wracking sons of bitches. <laughs> Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so we'll do the warm-up. Um, do you want me to do it like the way Josiah does it, just all deadpan or should I? It's up to you. Throw a little bit of... It's all up to you, Johnny. Throw a little bit get of Get into character. And, get into character? Get, Get in the character. Okay, so what's this is your warm up. However, the Lord lays it on your heart. We'll go. <laughs> First one to raise their hand. <laughs> All right. So this is the warm up, and then uh, hold on. Let me get my me, let me get my buttons together since nobody labeled them today. Yeah. That's for the wrong answer. Oh my goodness, that is right. loud. That is loud, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, jeez, Jimmy Christmas. I just like doing that. Okay. Right. Um. So, first one. What was what's this on then? Luke, I am your father. Henry's Star hey. Wars Empire Strikes Back. What? Star Wars. That is not on any movie. Oh, it's the correct no, code. Is, I am your father. No, I am your father. You got me. You got me. Said, okay, no no more of that. But that does bring that's mine. a Mandela effect, actually. Yeah, that, that is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a smart man. What's a Mandela effect? So it's you you and a large amount of the people in the world remember a certain thing a certain way, like Berenstein Bears. I always knew it as Berenstein Bears, but it's Berenstein. Bernstein. Yeah. But I always... My teeth. I remember my teacher say, "All right, we're gonna read Berenstein Bears," but it's Berenstein, and it just becomes so ingrained that that I mean, every so many people believe the same thing, even yeah. though it's false. Yeah. yeah, it just becomes, I guess, in a sense, true. Okay. Yeah. Or, so then, like the conspiracy theory is that we're living in, um, we crisscross with an alternate universe, and uh, then it got, so then like that. That memory is from a different. We got we're from a different universe or something. It's kind of crazy. That's well, nuts. there are infinite realities. So, anyway, so <clears throat> that does bring up the uh, something that I was going to say earlier. Part of part of my rules is that part he, of my rules and if, regulations. If since there's like nine Star Wars movies plus two other ones, and this is just an example, but. You can't just say Star Wars. You got to be specific. If it's one of those sequels. You got to be Pacific. You got to be Pacifical. That's what you forget. <laughs> All right. So, this is for real now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been for real, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Check this one out. This should be an easy one. All right. Says, <clears throat> Hello. My name is Nugo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Black Panther. I know. Okay. Go ahead. Go again, then. He raised. 
Go ahead, go again. I'll let you go again. I know what it is. I said Black Panther. Oh, what is it? The Princess's Bride. The Princess's Bride? Yeah, Princess The bride. Princess's Bride. Sorry. What's that, um, what's that? Is that a rom-com? No, uh, oh, it's like... You never seen The Princess Bride? Uh-uh. Princess Bride? You gotta watch it. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's a good one. That's a yeah. classic. Uh, what's his name? Andre the Giant's in it. That's when that little guy goes, Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. goes... Why do you keep see, why do you keep using that word? I do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Okay. All right. Now. Oh man. Okay, this one might be easy too. Tina, you fat lard. Come and get some dinner. Tina, eat. Ah, All right, go you ahead. You got it. Oh, what's that movie called? <laughs> <laughs> really? No, but I know um it's, it's a, I know it. It came out like oh five. I know which one you're talking about. Napoleon Dynamite. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> I reckon tossing this around. I okay. just had like a hands brain get fart. Your, get your razor ready. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Oh. oh. That's a rom com, right? I guess it could be considered that. Really. Is it from the nineties or eighties? Yeah, it's from the nineties. Nineties. Uh, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Yeah. Uh. Want another clue? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take another clue. Punk's a tawny Phil. Uh. Groundhog's name. Uh. Was it two to zero? Two to one? I two to zero! <laughs> I don't even know if you can keep a score. You guys got a two. I had two. Yeah, he's got, got two. two. I got one. All right, so we're going Which three. one did you get right? The, that one. <laughs> the Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's see, that one's kind of too easy. Okay, <clears throat> here's one. Okay. Now, I want to dance. I want to win. I want that trophy. So dance good. Go ahead, Randy. Bring it on. Oh, oh. So- <coughs> Josiah. Dirty dancing. <coughs> Pulp fiction. Okay. Oh. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this one. This one. You, I'll you, give that to you. Yeah, I'll give that pro- to you, this Jason. One, this one. You probably know who says it, but you got to pick the right movie. Uh. Okay. Here we go. I gotta. I gotta get get out my inner this character. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> why, why, are you take, why are you taking off your shirt? <laughs> hey, keep your clothes on. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Did he grab you like this? Or like this? <laughs> 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 uh, I almost called you Debo. That <laughs> was Craig. <laughs> is it hot in here or is it just me? It is getting a little warmer. It is. Okay. Hey, why are you taking your shirt off, man? <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to be serious over here, guys. <laughs> our, our listeners are like, "Well, come on, get on with it." Okay, so here we go. Hold up. Nobody is gonna hit as hard as life, but it ain't how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can. Go ahead, Randy. The last Rocky with um, Old Creed. That's about how many times you can get knocked down and get back up. 
It ain't how hard you can get hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning winning is done. done. It's the last Rocky. Mm. Uh, It is um, Creed 2. Creed. Mm. It's It's not Creed Creed 2. It's Creed. Mm. Oh, what is it then? You you can't just say the last Rocky. Rocky 6. <laughs> oh, it's just called Rocky. <laughs> oh man, what was it called uh, again? But oh, that's what it's on anyway. Name. Oh, Rocky Balboa, Balboa, Randy for three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 for a three wrong answer. <laughs> Is that the one when he's fighting Felix Trinidad? Uh, no, that's when he's um. Doesn't he fight somebody famous, like an actual boxer? He's supposed to be fight him, fought him or something? Like his, what does he do again? He comes out of retirement. And yeah, he that, comes uh, out of retirement. And, and Yeah, I think that is the one where they had the, the simulation. Yeah, and then he gets mad, and then so he yeah, comes out yeah. of retirement. Yeah. The other guy gets mad because Rocky beats him up on the video game. Part. That's right before Creed, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you were kind of. I remember right. watching Balboa, man. Yeah. I award you no points. So it's two to one. Randy for three. <laughs> three ball corner pocket. Unofficial three. Unofficial. <laughs> you know, Asterix. You, you pulled the Durant and your toe was that much over the line. Oh. Okay, let's see. No. Toenails got you. Uh. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Chat <laughs> <laughs> on, then. Oh, then. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> what? May God have mercy on your soul. I think everybody is stupider for having listening to you. Oh, it's the other, oh wow. Can I answer again? Go ahead. Billy Madison. <laughs> but I don't get any points. You don't get any points. Nope. Oh, Stuck at one. <laughs> Man, this JC is a stickler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, babe, rules are rules. This guy's like the tough gong records. <laughs> tough, tough, gong, tough gong records of the movie quote game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here this one we go back to the eighties. All right, okay. all right, let's go then. It's a little older one. Scooting. I wasn't born yet, but okay. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> well, this, I mean, yeah, okay. You should be able to get this though. I mean, I would, but I'm old as shit. Anyway, <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a loner, Dottie. A rebel. Oh. Go ahead. Outsiders. Uh, Did you hear the voice? Yes. I'm a loner, Dottie. A rebel. I'm a loner, Dottie. A rebel. Back to the future. That's not the best. That's not the best. uh, Man, that made me think of outsiders for some reason, though. Tell them Large Marge sent you. You guys never seen that movie? No, I've seen it. Not when you said that line. I can see it, but I can't. And he goes into this diner and says, Large Marge sent me. Yeah. I don't know. I know you are, but what am I? Pee Wee Herman? Pee Wee Herman's Great Adventure. Adventure. That's close enough. Big Adventure. Big Adventure of Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) It's the correct answer, and these guys didn't get it right. Mm -hmm. Okay, check this one out. These guys are terrible. <laughs> These guys are horrible. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> okay, so 
All right. It's not a purse. It's called a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. Go ahead. Hangover. Oh, good one. So that's the first. Three. Randy for three. three. Hey, 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 we have a winner. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Gotti is in the winner's circle. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh. Can oh. we get a speech? Can we get a speech? Oh, oh. Speech. First speech. of all, I want to thank JC for inventing this game. <laughs> and I want to thank Josiah for participating. Oh, hey. Participation award. Oh. And I'd like to thank me for getting all the right answers. Hey. <laughs> all right. Pagala, put your oh, hands together. Oh. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, so if I would have said, I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Oh, the Riddler in Batman Forever. Speak on oh. it. Oh, this guy. Oh, oh, oh almost started us back over. S-O-I. <laughs> S-O-I. <laughs> no, you, you, I, that's, that was your buzzer. Oh, maybe I did it wrong. Like but it was I, Riddler, right? I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. You're always quoting this movie. Yeah, I know. Tombstone. Oh, is it Tombstone? Did I ever tell you about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Knight. Thank you. Ah, uh, you. But the way you said it, it made me think of the Riddler. I just seen Jim Carrey with his orange hair and with his green hat. Question mark cane. And his makeup. Like he's stranger. Yeah. Okay, so good game, fellas. Are you warm? I am man, I've been warm all day. <laughs> Hundred and thirteen uh, you said on your on the Fiat? Yeah, on the Fiat said it was 113, but it's Oof. a Vegas car, so you never know. Hey, you never know, man. Lord have mercy. 113, that's just like, whoa. Oh, I was, yeah, man, I was out in that heat today, so. But it's like that, I mean, it's probably worse. I guess it's worse in other parts of the country. Yeah. But I was at the gas station this morning, and I heard the, the lady in front of me talking to the sales clerk, and she's like, yeah, there's, I was, I was reading, watching, or she was like watching the news, I read something this morning. She was like, there's been 60 deaths in the country already just from this heat. Oh, wow, really? I was like, what? I mean, I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind, I was like, what? Do you think that that's above or below average? Oh, man. Probably above. Because, I mean, they're hot every year at some places. At yeah. some places. Well, yeah, not like some places, but right now it's hot in here. Here. In Spokane yesterday was 111. Dang. Because usually that's it really true. don't get real hot, like in Montana. It doesn't hit these temps until, like, July. Mid July, August. August. Like around Crow Fair. I remember getting this hot and mine's miserable out there. That's what we were talking about. Like, excuse me. But if you think about it, a month ago, like everything was green. Yeah. Like literally one month ago, like at the end of May, yeah. everything was green. Mm-hmm. Now you can't find any green anywhere. Yep. And I don't mean that kind of green, oh, I mean that. Burnt. Yeah. <laughs> Not that sticky Iggy. <laughs> sticky Iggy. That Iggy Iggy. Oh, wait. Oh, man, I can't stand that guy sometimes. Who's that? 
Snoobity. Snoob. Yeah. It's kind of corny, huh? S N double O G. I think it's funny that it's, yeah. Snoog. Yeah. Well, what's funny? Say it. He's like supposed to be this hardcore gangster when he's like kind of not kind of clownish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he's Man, you gotta listen to um Like he was like thirty years ago, but Yeah, yeah. Now he's just, you know, when he I kinda He kinda commercial when he did, yeah. He, like, he's starting he to just, look like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. yeah like when he came out with that whole Snoop Lion yeah. bit, I was just like, what? I kind of lost respect for him, what little amount of respect that I did have for him. You know, and like and then he was just kind of dipping, trying to dip into that to make some money. He kind of dipped into anything to make money. Yeah. Which is like, I think, I just don't think he was a shooter like back then. You no, know? I don't think like, so. Because then like I, I like, I think one of the greatest diss tracks ever Probably the top five is the the one um, Easy did that said real mother F and G's. Yeah, that's like that's like one of the best diss tracks ever. Like it's funny, it's factual, and he's just coming at him hard, coming from somebody that was actually a, a gangbanger. Yeah, that was funny. That's crazy. That's like a Lodgegrass anthem. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, like every, well, probably on a reservation. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That easy one, huh? What was that? That was my phone. I thought oh. it was on silent. <laughs> Since I didn't touch anything. Someone's texting him. Where are you? <laughs> oh, is she? <laughs> How come you always gone Thursdays? <laughs> <laughs> come you always gone at six thirty to eight thirty. I got you on this tracker. Who's at that church? Uh, <laughs> oh, come here! Say you're at that church. I know you're not over there. Hey, remember that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that daily daily psychological fact for yesterday was um, girls are the best stalkers. Oh, yeah. well, I believe it. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, 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 yes, sir. You ever notice though? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, what well, do I not notice? You, but like uh, <laughs> you're like okay. So one thing that I noticed online, <laughs> not me. I'm out the game. You're, yeah, you're domesticated. <laughs> yeah, I'm domesticated. But one thing I noticed these women do, like, they'll be online, like, but they'll take off their green light, and then they'll be on the whole time. Oh, okay. Like, because Messenger has a green light. Um, now Facebook kind of updated their thing where, like, if you're even scrolling, it has a green light, so it shows that you're active. Oh, for real? Yeah, but one thing I noticed all the lady folks do, like, they turn that sucker off, and you can never tell if they're, like, online or Oh, not. for real? Why are you trying to holla? <laughs> yeah, like, you know? <laughs> or else, like, Word, I, I or else they'll, like, not return your message right away. Yeah. Uh, for a long time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know you read it, girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I seen that little bubble come down. <laughs> I know you turn it on airplane mode and read it real quick and then turn it back on regular mode. <laughs> That's a hack, by the way. Hey, this guy knows what's up, man. <laughs> See, I got to worry about all that. <laughs> yeah, you're like I said, you're domesticated, domesticated, man. I don't even go on social media, so. <laughs> yeah, they got, the good, game. they got the games out there. Yeah. Just know I know what you're doing if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I'm get, on to get you. back to my boy Randy, please. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't him, couldn't letting him wait 10, 20 hours. <laughs> I'll just play it. <laughs> no, I just said that because I seen a meme that said. Uh, Is it said, that Ronald McDonald one? And he, 
or that clown, and he sent me replying right back after he made me wait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. I know it showed like this dude, this native dude, like a big guy, like me, sitting there on like steps on a porch or something, uh-huh. and it said, uh, after 20 hours of waiting, responding right away or something. <laughs> Making him wait 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That's thirsty. That's thirsty. <laughs> oh, is everything okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right, man. Cool. Yeah, it was a good warm-up. Uh, man, it was hot today. I'm glad we're here. Um and I always enjoy it when we, all three of us get together to try add the trilogy. We get together and we're about to lay down some knowledge. So with that, should we jump into our topic? Cheer world, boss. Are you ready? We are ready. Let's get ready to rumble. Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. Deb Ahalen Ahahe from Laguna Pueblo. Um, she is our Secretary of Interior, and she has launched um, an investigation on boarding schools, and we want to talk about that. I know this article came out, then one of the initial articles out of Indian Country Today it says U.S. boarding schools um, to be investigated, and I wanted us to, I was going to read a little bit of this article Get some perspective, some reactions from you guys, and then we'll just start the conversation on this, and then wherever it takes us, that's where we're going to go. <clears throat> so, here we go. Um, following news of indigenous children's remains found at residential schools in Canada, Interior Secretary Deb Holland will investigate the scope of the problem in the U.S. The U.S. Department of Interior will formally investigate the impact of federal Indian boarding schools, Interior Secretary Deb Holland announces before tribal leaders on Tuesday. I believe that was June 22nd. <clears throat> um, and it goes on to talk about how, we'll see here, Federal Indian Boarding Schools Initiative will result in a detailed report compiled by Interior, Interior and will include historical records of boarding school, locations, burial sites, enrollment logs of children's names and tribal affiliation uh, Holland made an announcement virtually on the 2021 National Congress of American Indian Mid-Year Conference, a four-day gathering of tribal leaders, policymakers, and partners to discuss issues currently. And I like what some of the uh, chairmans had to say. Oh, but I'll read this one directly, direct quote from Holland. I know that this process will be long and difficult. I know that this process will be painful. It won't undo the heartbreak and loss we feel. But only by acknowledging the past can we work toward a future that we're proud, that we're all proud to embrace. That was from uh, Deb Holland. Um, the initiative will make a comprehensive review of troubled legacy of federal boarding school policies from as early as the 19th century. And there's a couple of quotes in here from tribal chairmen. Um, and this one is from the Navajo Nation, Jonathan Nez. This troubling history deserves more attention to raise awareness and to educate others about the atrocities that our people experience so that they can better understand our society today and work together to heal and move forward. And there's another one in here by 
Hopi chairman, Timothy, and I'm not going to butcher this name, so the Hopi chairman, Timothy N. Also, it brings to question now how many of those kids that were taken away all came back and are some still considered missing and where may some of these kids be? I think it's going to um, reignite maybe some emotions from the elders who have known a history with this. And the story, I mean, the article just goes on and talks more about the atrocities that we suffered as Native people due to the boarding school era. And right now, I'll just open it up to uh, you guys, whichever one of you want to go first about, you know, starting from the Unmarked Graves found in Canada to Deb Holland's initiative and what's going to happen here and what we're going to find out in our own United States. Okay, so that's a good thing you brought that up because, or the Canadian thing, because that's kind of where a lot of this was brought to attention when they found those 200 bodies outside of the, or on the grounds of that, uh, one of their their residential schools up there. Mm-hmm. And... I'll, I'll, full disclosure, I graduated from a boarding school. Um, I went to Chamao Indian School in Salem, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Because I mean, the other thing, too, is that uh, I, I, looked into, I looked into this before just because I went to boarding school and it interests me and I, saw, I watched a documentary on it. Yeah. And there's two things. One is that it's been going on since the early 1800s. And a lot of people think it's a, a thing of the past, but there are people within just just a generation above us, yeah, who have experienced you know these these traumatic the 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 real trauma or I mean I, it's hard to explain or hard for me to articulate right now. You know the, the, all the bad things that happen. It's not only like one generation removed, and even now. I imagine, like, when I went to boarding school, it wasn't like, you know, they didn't beat you or they didn't uh, punish you for speaking your own language. It was exact. It was the opposite. You know, they encouraged it. They celebrated it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't the way it used to be. But I imagine there's still traumatic things going on there. Um, so with all that being said, <clears throat> um, I think this is one of the biggest factors in how... Native Americans view themselves today. Yeah. And, and you know, and we, talk, we always talk about, we heard um, uh, Kathy Little, you know, yeah. talk about historical trauma, yep. generational trauma, or, mm-hmm. you know, epigenetics. Yep. And so, <clears throat> to me, I think that a lot of it goes back to that. You know, all this, all the things that we are dealing with right now, like, you know, there's a lot of low self-esteem, which I suffered from. I suffered from uh, low self-worth. Mm. Um, we got that crab pot or tall poppy syndrome. Yep. Those kind of mentalities. Um, you know, there are a lot of, uh, even when I was younger, I was embarrassed to say that I sang or that I danced or that I, mm. you know, practiced traditional yeah. um, things, you know, because other native kids would tease you. Yep. So, oh, you're trying to act too Indian. Yep. Or, you know, things like that. <laughs> And it's you know and you can just see the not that sacred the, the yeah the irrationality of that and then like if you started to pronounce talking 
complete senses and enunciate your words. You're like, oh, you're trying to act white. Trying to talk white. Trying to talk white. Do you think you're better than us? So know. it's it's like it's crazy because I still got that as an adult um, mm. from <laughs> grown grown folks. Yeah, yeah. grown ass. Like people. I remember riding home on a transit one day and and I got a phone call and I'm like, hello, it's a professional phone call. Yeah. So I answered like, you know, hello, like, yeah, whatever. And then these two grown men, the bus driver and and this other guy, like started mocking me and curl. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, dang, like you guys Watch are like dick. Yeah. Yeah. Could it take? Yeah. Could it take a little? Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, dog, like, come but, on, now. Yeah. Okay, and so going back, what they did was they actually took these people. Sometimes at gunpoint, they took these kids, little, small, tiny children, <clears throat> at gunpoint, and took <clears throat> them halfway across the con the continent, yep. halfway across the country, by force. And once they got there, they cut their hair. They put them in. Uh, the, the colonial clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, they were punished for speaking their language, mm-hmm. for practicing their spiritual beliefs. They were made to be. They were called savages and heathens, godless. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and they were be- made to feel less than. They were physically abused, sexually abused, emotionally abused. Mm-hmm. And so, when you take some child away from the only thing that they've ever known—the people that are going to teach them their core values—and we all know how native, true native values are. We won't even get into that. That's a whole another bag of badgers. So, badgers. We, we we already know what those values are, but when you take these kids away from that, and then you start injecting into them, you know, you everything about you was wrong. Everything about you was less than. And until you do it this way, then you won't. You then you'll be human. But mm. then you take them back and you put them back. Oh, and then they they physically beat them too. So violence, and and. and they didn't have that structure. The people that were there to teach them, and then they kept them for years. It's not like they kept them oh for a couple of months, and then you get to summer vacation. Yeah. No, they kept them for years, and like if they uh, lived. If they lived, and like a lot of these, these um, like what I mean, we've known it for a long time. We have native people. We've known these atrocities that happened in these boarding schools over the years, but you know the. If they if they even came back, then they continued to they they, they developed that those ways of um, coping. Uh-huh. In other words, violence <clears throat> and, and putting people down and making them feel shameful. <clears throat> yep. And so that carries on to today. Yep. I think you kind of like a powerful point there. Like a lot of mainstream society doesn't realize it was so close. Um, we're a generation, maybe a generation and a half mm-hmm. removed. Yeah. Um, I remember my grandmother for sure talking about it because I was partly raised by my uh, paternal grandmother. Yeah. Um, but she would talk about how mean the nuns were. Mm. Um, my father would talk about not, we never really had those discussions, but my grandmother would talk to me about how mean the nuns were to my father. Mm. And that's like, that's like not even like I'm I'm a year younger than my dad was when he died. So that's like when I think about it, I'm like, that wasn't even long ago because I can still remember second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember certain things. And yeah. Definitely. So it's really not so far removed. Um, But I'm reminded because especially of the weekend that we're in, it's going to be Independence Day. Yeah. And we're supposed to, you know. 
just recently, about a week or two ago, Montana was called the most patriotic state. Mm. But to me, that wasn't a badge of honor. Like, I'm not proud of that. What I immediately thought of was the trauma that they put our people through. Yeah. Not just our people, but like, how can... So, okay, if Montana is the most patriotic state, that's not something to be proud of. Because patriotism, in my eyes, is associated with nationalism. Mm. Which is like, white is right. Yeah. In my view. Yeah. Like, to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But when Dub Howland initiates things into place... I think we're headed on the right track because we have to also realize that these bodies weren't discovered. They were recovered. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a recovery. They weren't discovered. Like, they weren't just happened to be there. Like, oh. they were buried to some, not be found. At some, yeah. some point, people knew that they were there. Yeah, like, they, like, just think about it. Like, a generation ago, somebody knew where those bodies were. Yep. You know? Yeah. And... It's like a missing a person goes missing it, it, it they don't call it a discovery mission. Mm. That's like for going to space. Yeah. Because it hasn't even been found yet. But it's a recovery mission when somebody's not found within a certain amount of time. Yep. It becomes a recovery. Yeah. And when the media puts it out there like, Oh, one thousand bodies discovered, no, they were recovered. Yeah, there you go. Because that, that the way they word it is is impactful it is because they discovered america yeah that's like demonic Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's like it's crazy because all this is happening at a time that this country is going through not even just this country but this world is acknowledging the atrocity committed at the hands of mainstream society Mm -hmm. people saying that my way is better than yours and and that's that's a really powerful point i didn't even think about it until you said it because um, you know, we, we have to be mindful of the words that we use because words are suggestions to our yeah. subconscious mm. and we're not even aware of it. Like I wasn't even aware of it until you said that. Yeah. And maybe on, on some level I was, but on a conscious level, I didn't even think about it until you said they were not discovered. They were recovered. Yeah. So if you're saying they're discovered, then all of a sudden, you know, like it, it takes a little bit of that. The atrocity out of it. Yeah. The sting away. Yeah. The yeah. sting. Yeah. And, and. And it alleviates some of that guilt and shame that the perpetrator may have done. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good thing. Because, like, whenever I hear they say Columbus discovered America, I'm just like, that irks me. But when they said it about these bodies, it didn't even irk me. Yeah, didn't, we didn't even think twice. But it, the way they worded it is designed to yeah. make it seem like, okay, it just happened. Like, no, you don't just bury so many bodies and forget about it. Somebody knew where they were. Or again, too, it might, maybe it wasn't even, well, at some point it's got, it is by design. <clears throat> but like I said, the language that we use is suggestions, suggestions yeah. to your subconscious. So it, that's been ingrained so much in white society that they probably don't even realize. I've said this before. They yeah. might not even realize what they're doing. Yeah. Like when they're talking about poverty, they automatically show poor neighborhoods of color. Yeah. yeah. Like there's not poor neighborhoods with white people in it. Trailer parks. Even though they don't consciously do that on a subconscious level, it's been ingrained in them that these these yeah. are the ones we have to show because they're the ones that are less than. Or this is how we have to put it 
I believe that that's the difference between minority Americans and white Americans. Mm. It's like they're proud of their patriotism, but really, if you're a person of color, like, if you ever notice, we're really not as proud as our counterparts. Yeah. I don't see a person of color cruising down the road with a flag hanging out. Exactly. And even if we do, it's very little. Yeah. Um, Which is like, it, it because it's Independence Day, you're celebrating Independence Day, but they're... Like, there's nothing. Like, I, I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm happy to live in America. I'm honored to be from America. I consider myself an American. Mm-hmm. But with everything going on, it's like, you really can't be proud of it. Because if you really cared about your soldiers and you really cared about your freedom, then why don't you f- treat your vets better than you do? Exactly. Why are why why is the vet hospital known as the equivalent of IHS mm, mm, mm. with the same type of care? The basic necessities of life is all they give you. Yeah, they don't invest anything into that. Like mm-hmm. you know, and America is like in theory, it's awesome. In theory, it sounds good. Yeah, but we all know the truth. Yep, and you can't really say that. Natives are unpatriotic because per capita they have the highest. No, I'm rate. saying. No, like, no, I, I know what you're saying. I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, there's people out there right now thinking, well, natives don't believe in this country and they don't want to fight for this. And but no, we come from warrior societies. But numbers per capita. Per capita, we have the we highest. We have the highest rate. serving, highest enlistment rate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like we probably all three of us in here. Probably all have somebody close to us that has served in the military. Oh, Serving. Yeah. Serving are currently serving, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it, it is like our people do count it as a an honor to go, which is awesome. Like, yeah, even like the world wars, like every major war, like us natives, we've been there, we've been there. Um. <laughs> Why does it have to happen now? <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, what you guys are saying, really powerful, like. Uh, I just like man. When I first heard about the one like the bodies that were recovered mm-hmm. in Canada, and I was just the first one was like two hundred something, and then like a couple of days, week later, they recovered um, like over seven hundred more, and then I, and then like there was a po. Then I read this other article. They said in total so far. They had recovered like 1,333. And I was just like, <clears throat> the first, it made me sad. It made me like really sad. And like, it was just kind of like, I don't know if it was just like my, um, my coping, my old coping mechanism to like stuff it down. Uh, like just stuff it down and not fill it. But I, I kept. I think I just kept stuffing it every day. Last week, as a, as a, the week was going on, and I, I just like by like Saturday, it was like I was just everybody went to bed, and I was just up by myself. And man, I, I cried. I cried. I just like I was so sad for those kids, for those babies that you know that that were buried there. I was like, man, they just like so many of them. Never made it home. And in the coming weeks, the coming months, the coming years, we're going to find out 
much more that didn't make it home. Yes. And it was it's very sad to me. Even right now as I'm talking about it, it's like, you know, it's moving to me, moving me to emotion and it's like it's so sad that I I just can't express I can't talk about it any other way. That I could just picture like if they took my kids away and then I they never came home and I never knew what happened to them and I never knew where they took them. Like how I think that's what made me so so sad that I that I cried. I think that's the the thing. Like for me, is how powerless they are. Yeah. How powerless you become because somebody's got to know. Like man, imagine sending our kids to school and then they never return. Like how powerless you would be to go against a government that historically has hurt minorities. Yeah. Um, there's like it, it, and like for me, like there's a lot to be offended by. Um, there's a lot to to really carry bitterness, uh, like we're like justly, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I don't believe that's the way, no, to handle it. Um, but I I think like for me, it's like how do we even respond to this type of stuff? Like yeah. because you think about it too, and it's not even in. Like, it's not a daily occurrence in the papers. And then you, you jump on these comment sections, and then you're like, man, you guys are so lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're taught, like, oh, it didn't even affect you. And but you're like, no, bro. Like, that is, like, our people. Like, we're a generation and a half removed from these. Yeah. A generation is 40 years. Yeah. And, like, some of the effects of boarding school with the the kids that survived and were able to come back home was that they didn't know how to be parents. They didn't know how to be moms. They didn't know how to be dads. Um, a lot of them were sexually abused while they were there. So um, knowing that learned trait, they passed that on. Um, they didn't know how to deal and feel. They didn't know how to cope. So addiction exploded on the reservations because of boarding schools and then their kids learned those traits and fell into addiction too. So just like a lot of brokenness. Um, and then like with even like my own, my own story, my, from my own family, like my, my Kala, my grandma on, on my dad's side was like the first one to sober up. Like she started that, Breaking that generational curse. She's the one to sober up, and then find. Then after that, then my parents sobered up, and then I was able to, like, I was like, able to benefit from her, able to sober up. My grandma was able to sober up, and then live in a good way, and you know. So like that, you know, it's just like, if she didn't, because she had to go through boarding school and stuff, and like, if she didn't sober up, like, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's how it affects us today. That's how it affected me. Um, and it's just like, and it's just like crazy for mainstream society to think that it was like in the past, like a long time ago. And there's that one quote, I think we've said it on here before, is like, why are you guys still like griping and stuff over what happened to your ancestors? And you're like, ancestors? You mean my, my grandma, my grandparents, my parents? Yeah. 
I think you know one thing that we another thing that we need to point out is violence because these mm. kids these kids were beaten mm-hmm. they were beaten uh I told you I watched this documentary I can't remember the name of it if I remember the name I'll shoot it out there so everybody can check it out if you want to but um these and these were people that were so this documentary isn't too old I can't remember when it was made but so these people are either you know they're our elders and they're still alive yeah um but like like you said it's just a generation generation two generations past uh and grown men a grown man was sitting there talking about how he was beaten and he was crying he was crying remembering this recalling these memories yeah and so that's part of it too because it, uh they they bring that violence back yeah Yep. So you bring that. So now you know we we see we see and we experience a lot of violence back home. And the other thing is too is like you say, not discovered, recovered. Yep. But before we even got to that, it was discovered. Okay. So like they were just basically out there, and we didn't we didn't know. And I'm using air quotes. We didn't know that they were out there. So they were essentially forgotten. They were essentially you know just swept under the carpet. Everybody don't forgot about them. no. Don't question it, and that in and itself, I think, carries over to the MMIW mm-hmm. and, and and other people. You know, um, men and women who are going murdered, missing. Yeah, uh, that carries over to that too, because like we're less than. You know what gets me is like when situations like this arise, then we always have those people that say, "Well, we matter too." Yeah, all lives matter. Yeah. Why you got to make it about race? They were just bodies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, dog, you divided and conquered us. Like, and we weren't even supposed to question these over 1,000 bodies just gone. Yeah. Like, you got over 1,000 people. But then you look at how long we're mourning for something like 9-11. Yeah. Which is, in essence, like, equivalent yeah you know that what they went through was in vain but and i'm not making a mockery of what happened on 9-11 but i'm saying how do you show so much reverence for something that happened 20 years ago yeah but yet you don't show that same type of reverence for something that happened 40 years ago mm-hmm. because you're less than yeah you know and, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to question it but then if you do then you become the problematic native in the room yep oh you're confrontational there's, you know, when angry I angry native, yeah, the angry thinking native. about it, you know, I, tomorrow on the campus, the campus itself is really big, like the boundaries of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the actual school and the dorms is on a real small section, and you got a football field, a softball field, a baseball field, but on the outer edges, like way in the corner by the train tracks, they tell us not to go over there. I don't know if it's still standing, but they used to have that old school. They called it the old school, and it was like a old old ass building. They told us not to go over there because of asbestos. And then the train tracks are right there, so they didn't want us getting. Of course, that's the first place we went. <laughs> yeah, but so and then on, and then on the other side, like just down from down the the fence line from there, there is a cemetery, mm. and they told us not to go over there either. And, and it, that one was kind of it was fenced off. So I mean, we didn't. I didn't go in there. We didn't go in there like to look around and look yeah. at the. But you can stand at that fence and look over and see it. And then a lot there was some markers there. But mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't seem like they were marked. I mean, you can tell that there was, like, how Great. they were lined up and stuff. Yeah. And so 
I mean, it just kind of, to me, it makes, <clears throat> I'm interested to see if that, if that's one of the places that they'll go and like say, okay, well, what, what's really in there? Yeah. Because, I mean, th- let's go check out and th- see if there's a mass grave. There's one, I mean, there is that cemetery there, and I don't know who's there. I don't know if anybody knows who's there. If, yeah. Like, there's any kind of records of it or what, if, or if they're just, and, and like when you were talking about how, you know, how it brings you to emotion, mm-hmm. like the one thing I can't stop thinking about is what these kids went through as they were dying. Yeah. Like what caused them to die? Maybe some of them were diseased. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's that's not good either. Yeah. You know, if, if they're just going to go toss you into the ground and forget about you. But, like, I I know for a fact some of them were starved, were beaten to death. Yeah. They, they probably committed suicide, some of yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, what what went on with these poor kids when they were passing to the other side? Yeah. You know, another thing that kind of gets me is, like, okay... Mainstream society has gone through some tough things the past 18 months. Yeah. And they have griped so much. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not doing it. Yeah. But yet they I don't need a really, haircut. Yeah, but they don't realize, like, our people have, like, it's never stopped. Yeah. It has literally never stopped. Like, spring of 2020, they got a taste of what, how it is on the res. Yeah. Pretty much. And they got out on the streets and they started protesting and ma 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 ma, and it made me chuckle. I was like, "These guys can't even hack it." Yeah, I grew up like this. I grew uh-huh. up in this. So yes. like when when we had the shelter in place, we couldn't do this, we couldn't do that. I was like, "Oh, man, it feels like when I was a kid." Like it really wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't a big yeah. deal. Everybody's isolating. Nobody's working. Everybody's waiting on the government to help. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. You know, and 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 I know what isolation is. I know what a quarantine is. I know yeah. what it's like to have to sit there by yourself. Yeah. And so, like, I I did the same thing. I just kind of laughed. I thought, this is this is great. This is, <laughs> this is vacation. This is vacation. You know what's crazy? It's, it's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's but how sp- privileged are we as a society to True. not even be able to handle that? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, bro, like, even at my at my workplace, like, it bothers me because we have a glass all along the counter. Mm-hmm. And these men, which are mostly middle-aged white men, will come in like, oh, I need to talk to you. And they'll go all the way to the end of the counter to where there's no guard and oh. then start talking. <laughs> which is like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just shows me, like, how entitled... That generation is the generation above us. Yeah. You know, the 40 to 70 year old, even even the older ones. Yeah, the boomers. Like a lot of our problems in, in my workplace are from the, the boomers. Old, yeah. Yeah. Baby boomers. That that sense of entitlement, like you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Or, you know, you, yeah. it's the government just I trying to overstep. I built myself up on me. Yeah. Like I every time I hold, like, I always hold the door open wherever I go. Like, yeah. someone's behind me, man. I open the door and, like, step aside and let yes. them go. I'll do that, man. And I, like, I, anyway, if it's always, like, a baby boomer, that's kind of smirk and walk past me. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Nothing. Just, huh, and just walk right past me. There's, there's, they're always about that age range that come in my spot and expect us to help them. 
Yeah. And they're like grown men, you know? Yep. I still get mad at certain uh, certain fees that we have for the company. And that, I'm not paying you that. So you always take your business elsewhere, yeah, sir. Yeah, you know? Oh, what was it the other day? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was driving. It was a Friday, and I was coming. I came out of the Heights, and I was going down 6. It was like 4.55, and I seen a truck pull of stuff in the bed, pull into your work, and I was like, oh, man, Randy's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, 4.55 on a Friday, man. I was like, oh, Randy's going to be pissed, man. I was telling my boss, like, it's actually gotten a lot better because – we started shutting our doors at 445, mm, no good. matter who, like, and then they'll come in, and um, if they have a little bit of stuff, we usually do, but by, by then, we've already counted the money for today. Oh, yeah. And if that's done, then we kind of turn them away. Like, yeah. today, I had to turn somebody away. Oh, yeah. She's like, I can stop. I'm like, I don't care. You come <laughs> back at 8 in the morning. Because yeah. one thing that bothers me is, like, when you go to McDonald's and they're closed, like, you don't check all the doors. No, no. You go to Walmart, they're closed. You don't go to all the other doors. No. Like, but at our workplace, our front doors are closed, and they'll start going on all the doors trying to get in. You know what that reminds me of is um, I went and got a haircut, not maybe within the last year or so, but um, this, I think it was, I think they closed at 5 on a Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. It was a weekend anyway. But yeah. So I go in there, and then I think it was like about a half hour before they closed, and I'm like, do you have time to do it? And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, I can do it. And then she said, um, we don't shut our doors till 5. And she said, "If so if you come in here at 4.58, she said, I would still have to do it. I oh. would have to stay past 5 and do it. She mm. goes, I wouldn't like you, but I would still do it. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a good thing to, a good thing to know because I'm not going to come in here at 4.58 and then come out looking like Lloyd Christmas or somebody. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk out with a mullet. Yeah, but I, <laughs> but I, yeah, I kind of I understand that. I was like, man, that, that sucks because... Like, you know, if you say, oh, I just want to trim. Okay, I can do that in 15 minutes. You have enough time. But no, you can go in there and say, I want a full perm and highlights. And I think a lot of it is just like common courtesy. Yeah. Yeah, You know, like, because you realize, like, you're open. Like, one thing that I cannot comprehend is, like, okay, we're open 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Why do you wait until 4.50 to get to my job site? Yeah, yeah. And then expect, like, And then expect top-notch service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I rode up, I would be apologetic as F. Be like, man, I'm sorry, man. This is the only time I could do it. Can you guys get this for me? And then you'd yes. be like, yeah, like, cool, man. I would slip you, like, a 10 spot or something. You know, thanks, man. Boom, here. Thanks for running that for me. Yeah. That's I how, would. That's, how, that's I, how I rode. That's how I walked into it, too. I was like, do you have enough time? Because I looked at the time, and it was, like, a half hour, 20 minutes. And she yeah. said, yeah. And that's what she told me about, yeah, if you came in with two minutes, yeah, as long as the door was open and you came in here, I would have to do it. And I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah, and I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't roll up into Randy's spot like any time and be like, I mean, like especially, I, I wouldn't roll up at you know like with that kind of mindset. Like you got to do this for me. And there's this certain family in town that comes in and they're like, oh, you're, you're this. You guys got to do it. No, and I gave them a low price. I'm like. Well, you know, I've heard. <laughs> I like, leave. <laughs> I, so I gave my lowball them because I knew they wouldn't accept it, and they yeah. left. I've heard it said <laughs> that you can tell a lot by a person by how they treat the people that serve them. Yeah, yeah. like waitresses. Or, well, I guess not. You know, servers. Servers. We'll say servers. Yeah, uh, you know, people like they and them. them. They and them. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember I was I used to work at a certain retail place in um Belen's here. Yeah. And uh I won't say where where it's at or the company name, but I was just like a sales clerk, you know? Uh I worked in sales and then man, the only problems I had were like native moms. Man. Everybody else was cool. You know, I'd chop it up, you know, and then they come in and ring up their stuff, give them their bag, and they'd be out the door. But I don't know why, man. But it was only like two specifically. They came in, their husbands worked at the refinery, and they're just like snobby and just like rude. And you still remember them ladies? Yeah, I can I still see. I mean, I still see that lady from time to time around town, and I'm just like, oh, there's that lady. I wonder what she that was like, I wonder if she remembers you. I don't know. I don't know, man. That was about 100 pounds ago for me. <laughs> right about 120 pounds ago, actually. No, I've always liked that. Like, my, my thing, like, because I do DoorDash, too. I started a couple months ago. Oh, nice. Um, which is cool. Like, you know, if I got a free hour. Because my mindset is like, okay, like, if I'm, because my daughter's in boxing, right? Yeah. And when she's there at 5.30, 7.30, my mindset is like, okay, I can go home and take a shower. But if I'm going to be out of the house, I better be making some cash while I'm out. Yeah. Um, so that that's why I do DoorDash, but uh, man, it's the natives. <laughs> I don't tip. Like, <laughs> there was this one I got a hit from McDonald's, yeah. and I was like trying to make it to the restaurants, and I got a hit from McDonald's. I declined it, and man, it came right back, and it's it said on there. It said this alert was like, "You're the closest dasher in the area. You're the only dasher in the area that can accept this." Like you know, yeah. And if you don't accept it, you're uh, rate will go down. Uh. So I'm at like a 90-something percent. And uh, it's like it'll go down to 85. 85 till they not let you dash anymore? It kind of, yeah, like you, your ratings kind of have a lot to do with your deliveries. Yeah. Oh, so like if you got a low rating, they're not going to say, well, let, yeah. let Randy do it. Yeah, so like if you're the lower your rating, then the less chance you'll get of, yeah. um, of deliveries. But... Long story short, this McDonald's order came back because I really hate to, man, because you got to wait in line, yeah, and, yeah. you know. And then I picked up the, I was like, oh, man. So I picked it up, went to McDonald's, picked it up, went and delivered it. Yeah. Bro, got it there before the expected time, and this young man, like, did not even tip. Right. Didn't give me cash at the door, didn't tip me on the app. Like, nothing, and he happened to be native, and I was like, man, I was ashamed. I was like, man. Man, you should get him PC on mine. No. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, man, that's exactly why I don't like doing, you know, yeah, fast yeah, yeah. food. But in my mind, I'm like, man, like, natives, we got to do better. I'm not saying it's always natives. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I could tell kind of a similar story. Like, um, I used to work for... Uh, a warehouse where we had to do deliveries. We delivered like um, beds and bedroom furniture. Yeah. So we'd go in and we'd pretty much like set up their whole bedroom. You know, we get the bed, we got the um, bed frame, uh, and then we got like a dresser, and we got a chest, and we got some nightstands we got carrying. And then they want us to carry out their old stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you guys can just drop this off at Goodwill. So it's like, it's like a two-hour job, you know. We're yeah. sweating, huffing and puffing, and then they don't tip us. And I was like, and every time I'm one of my coworkers, like, I bet you they tipped a pizza man if they order pizza tonight. And it's like, man, we just busted our hump. You paid for this stuff, but 
we put in all this work for you and no tip. Yeah. Oh man, that used to irk me. Bad. Man, that's like anything any type of service you get. Like even at my place of employment. Like yeah. there's people come in and make a couple grand and they don't even kick no bucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yet they want us to treat them with the top notch, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give them the best prices. Give them the best service. Yeah. And they'll take out a couple grand and they don't even kick a couple bucks. Dang, I didn't even a soda pop, bro. Yeah, man. If they buy me a soda pop, I'm happy. There was a guy yesterday that go. I tell you what, man. I'll buy you guys both a pop. Doggy left with his money and he never even left a couple dollars there. <laughs> And it was like, dog, come on. Man. It wasn't the thought that I wanted the soda because I don't really drink soda anyway. Yeah. But it was just the thought of like, okay, you can leave a dollar and my coworkers can, my coworker and my boss can enjoy the soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, like when I used to work on that delivery, the best ones were like, man, the old, you know, the the, the grandmas. Yeah. And give you some of your baked goods and some, send you home, send yeah. you out the door, some muffins and some homemade cookies. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah. Thank you. You have a good day, man. I got a grandma that does that here, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she bring, she just brought in some uh, brownies about a month ago. Right on. They were fire, too. <laughs> okay, so we, <clears throat> what that brought to mind was just now was, uh, so at work, everybody has the same lunch hour, and there's about... Honest, well, not anymore. There's probably only about 20 people there now, but everybody got the, and there's one microwave. So, mm. so one of the ladies, she stops working early. She goes in there. She makes the coffee. She fills up the ice tray. She does the, she runs the dishwasher. She does the, and if you put your food on the microwave ahead of time and label it, you know, this is JC's burrito or whatever. Yeah. She'll, she'll cook it. And then yeah, she, nice. and, and she knows where, like, where I usually sit. So she'll go and she'll, man, she puts it out there on a plate. Napkin, she gives me a fork. What? Yeah, and she does all this stuff, and nobody ever says thank you to her. Shout out to Darlene. I'm thinking about you. Hey, Darlene. Shout out, Darlene. Appreciate you. And and it's not in her job description. Thanks for taking care of my boy, JCB. And it's not. It's not. Johnny Lawrence. It's not anything that she has to do. Yeah. And so, you know, there's been a couple of times. I know she, she likes her Dr. Pepper. So, man, I'll walk in there, and I'll leave a. Six pack of Dr. Pepper on her chair. Nice. Heck yeah. And, oh, then yeah. I'll, and then I'll write a little note, say, to the best cook in Alsco, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'll, she'll, she'll like, say, did you, did you leave this? Did you leave this? And I'm, I don't know where that came from. You know? But <laughs> yeah. she, knows, she knows it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I try to do something for her. And then there's, you know, like when she's gone, she, she uh, has to take a few days off every once in a while. So when she's gone, she said, well, can you do it? And so I'll do it. And then to be in her place, and then people are just, man, they, they're just... They're just, they just they don't they, they don't well not only are they ungrateful they don't clean up after themselves they don't they know, just expect it they expect yeah, it yeah, because yeah. it's always there and they don't realize that she's in there every day doing that stuff mm. Mm. she must be a mom she she sound Darlene she's, are you a grandma she's a grandma yeah you sound like a grandma Darlene you sound like a good grandma you know you know she looks exactly like my auntie Marcia oh for real yeah huh. exactly exactly I mean like it's uncanny anyway. So, yeah, I mean, like, just little things, you know, and so every once in a while I try to, you know, yes, man, sir. I, I'm a buyer of soda, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like much, but to see, you know, I can see the gratitude in her eyes. And the she, company's got to buy her a soda. Or yeah, even, yeah, yeah. even then, too, just to say thank you for making coffee. Yeah, because for sure. There's been times when I went in there and they'll drink the shit out of it, but they won't make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Oh, don't get me started. Don't even get me started. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
just like the people's like their own expectations of their privilege, their own entitlement, their own, you know, you're supposed to be doing this for me because you are who you are. Yeah. That just, I don't like that at all. Yeah. That kind of brought me, brought up something that kind of irks me too, is like, I see it a lot in the baby boomer, like generation and like kind of like the mainstream society, especially here in Bellings, like their lack of, their lack of planning and lack of organization, like, especially like if I'm associated with them and we're doing something together or whatever, and they try to put then their lack of planning becomes an emergency, and then they try to put it on me because they know they know I get stuff done, and like I've started to set up boundaries. Like, no, man, I've had to tell a certain individual just recently in the past couple of weeks. I said, don't make your lack of planning and organization my emergency. And I told him that I kind of said it firmly like that. I was pissed and I was irritated. And then I just shut up after that because I was like, I didn't want to say anymore. I was like, I would start cussing them out and start tearing them down. Yeah, I'm always saying that to the people I work with because, they, you know, they gripe around about stuff. And then, well, man, but the way I put it is poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, sir. Come on. Come on. Preach it, Johnny. And I will also say <laughs> Man, you got a good voice I like that Hit what? them notes Wasn't even trying to preach <laughs> Sensei slash evangelist I'm the real Slim Shady <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta do it again because I'm having roots are showing I know who would have ever thought I? Th- I didn't never think those words would ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> my roots are showing. Alright, <laughs> you need to take care of that. Eh? Yeah, I can see your roots. Uh. Now that's cool, man. Like I said, I think at the end of the day, we can all agree that these bodies were not discovered; they were recovered. There you and go. And we need Thank you more that out. Make this. investigation in the United States of America because. Like, man, I love our country. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ungrateful. I, I understand that we have certain freedoms that we can practice. Yeah. Um, because of the men and women that got abroad and, and really fought for that. Yeah. But I'm also not so naive that I don't understand what they did to our people as well. Not just our people, but people of color and still perpetuate today. Yeah. Um, because one thing is, like, you guys been uh mainstream society has been uncomfortable for 18 months. Yeah, but minorities have been like this our whole life, and it's we don't have a choice to be this color. We don't have it, it's not a choice, like you know. Yeah. And and if it was a choice, everybody would do it. Yeah, and and if it's so bad, <laughs> if it's so bad, why are you so scared of being the minority? Yeah, you know, if, yeah. if there's nothing wrong, why is mainstream society so scared of being the minority? Mm-hmm. Because deep down, you understand. The, the 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 power I think that the, you carry. I think the to add on to your point, I think another way to put it would be is that not all things are we have a lot of liberties and we have a lot of freedoms and we have all you know, this these things that come with being an American, but it's not on a level playing field and not all things are equal. So yeah. why are you afraid of an equal playing field, a level yeah. playing field? Yeah. We're not trying to say we're better or we deserve more. But we at least want equality. Word. Yeah. It's not like that. Yep. Word. And like what um 
you guys remind me of this uh, cartoon strip that I just read recently, and it was like, there's these shapes. There's a circle shape, and there's a triangle, there's a square, a rhombus, and so on and so forth. And then there's this wall, a brick wall, and all these other shapes were inside of this building, and there's this brick wall there with a circle hole. And the circle was able to go in and out, in and out, as much as it wanted, and pleaded. And then the circle would go out and tell the other shapes, like, hey, you got to just be yourself. You can do it. You can make it. And then it would show those other shapes trying to get through that circle hole, and it couldn't. And then so then all these other shapes, like, started networking, started getting tools together. And then even the circle started helping. It's like, oh, here, you can use this, giving them tools and stuff to use. And then the triangle started carving out a triangle-shaped hole. And as... And as he was completing it and then finished it, and the triangle was able to go in and out. And because the circle couldn't fit through there, it started fighting the triangle. And telling him, saying, you're oppressing me. You're holding me back. When all along, it could go in and out all it wanted. Yeah. So that, that was like an illustration of where we are as natives, as opposed to mainstream society, Caucasian culture. Yep. Wow, that's I like that 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 illustrative example. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was powerful. I was just like, wow. I think I might have shared it on social media, even. But anyway, why are you so scared of a level playing field? Yeah, and, and that that's the thing, man. Like, and again, like I said, it all it's, do better. It's it's ingrained in their in their brains. Well, on there a, was a guy that came into the shop the other day, and we I think it was Monday. Um, but it's something that we see on a daily basis, but yet it's so hard for them to grasp because it's, it's not the fact that we're like white people are the enemy. It's the system. Yeah. That is upheld. Yeah. 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 The because, system that wasn't created for us. Like look at Bill Cosby, for example. Um, okay. And, and I'm not here to say no, no. Go ahead. he's guilty or not guilty, but yet. They say he was released on a technicality because him and the prosecutor back when he was initially interviewed agreed that he would not be charged if he testified. Mm. In a civil court, in a civil case. In a civil suit. Yeah. Mm. And then once that prosecutor retired, a new one was put in place and he went after him. Mm. Right? But there was no evidence against Mr. Cosby. Mm. There was literally nothing showing that he did what they accused him of. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not here to argue if he's guilty or innocent. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't agree with, you know, what. But they sentenced him. And then you also look at the case of Derek Chauvin. Yeah. Got sentenced to 22 and a half years. Do I think that's just? No, I think he could have did a little better. Yeah. Or you look at the case at Capitol Hill when they raided that place. What mm-hmm. would happen if that was minorities that raided the Oh, man, they would have the been Capitol. shot dead. Now, there would have been dead bodies all over there. Yep. But because most of them were mainstream society, they were allowed to let, to go through. Caucasian. You see what happened at Standing Rock. Mm-hmm. So you have a difference of justice systems in place mm-hmm. where it's more beneficial. Like these people of... of Mainstream are sentenced to less mm-hmm. or not sentenced at all. 
Yeah. And weren't people of color, like I said, with Bill Cosby sentenced without any evidence against him. Or look at like George Floyd like died. Like with like, evidence. Yes, with evidence. Like you saw it and then you're like like you see the murder, but yet mainstream society is trying to justify saying, Well, he has a bad background or we're not all like this, or that's just one bad apple, that doesn't make all police bad, and it's like, it's not an attack on you personally, but it's on the it's an attack on the system that you've created, and if, if that system wasn't there to protect you, why do you have such a hard time letting it go? That's exactly why, because they benefit from because that system. Because it benefits you, and all we're saying as minority people is, Let's throw the ball at half court. Let's have a jump ball. Let's make it equal for all of us. You know? Yep. And Rather then, than just yeah, siding with you. For sure. And even like um, the Stanford rape case, Brock Turner. Yeah. Like him, the judge, out of his mouth, did not want to sentence him or give him any prison time because he said it was going to mess up his college career. Yeah. Or mess up his career. I was like, what? This guy was caught in the act of doing the rape. Yes. And this is the judge's response. And I was like, oh. So it's a difference of justice. It's a difference of justice system in place. Same system. Two different races. Two yep. different sentences. Just different shades so, of skin. And nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. it's the darker skin tone that gets... More severe penalties. Yeah, and on that note, like here in Bellings, the population is like 150,000. We're like Native Americans is like 6,000, 6% of the population here in Bellings, but we are 50% of the population in the Yellowstone County Detention yeah. Facility. We're not all bad people. No. Well, just you might as well just go ahead and say it, it does come down to two different justice systems. Yep. As simple as that. Two different Americas. Too different. Your America and our reality. Exactly. You know, and, and we're not some angry natives. We're not not healed. You don't have to explain yourself. This is our reality. That no, is- that's what I'm saying, though, like, because it, it dispels the, the myth that they believe that they convince themselves of. Exactly. It's like they, they oh, that's not that bad, but they don't realize it. And it goes, I think it creates that. That term we used before is cognitive dis- dissonance. Yep. Mm. Because nobody likes to be told they've been wrong the whole this whole time. Oh, yeah. Or the things that they've been, they've been benefiting from are wrong. So, yeah. I mean, I don't like it when people, when, you know, you come up to me and say, no, oh, you're wrong. Like, oh, man. I got to get that right. So always, how dare you tell me I'm wrong? How dare you tell me I'm right? Yeah. But yeah. no, like, the, the sign of a true intelligent person will be, okay, so... I'm not right, then. I mean, if I'm wrong, how can I become right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that takes some humility. That they is. just need some humility. Need to take a little bit of notes from me. They need listen. an example of humility. Just listen, look at us. Listen and learn. <laughs> Watch me because I'm a bad month. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. JC's bad. I always forget about that. Bad. I forgot about that one. Fuzzy's just bad. Just bad, man. No, man. This is. I'm. I don't know. Um. This whole um, bodies being recovered, these babies, these kids, children being recovered, um, 
I don't know. I like I want to I want to see the results of the investigations that happen here and on in the U.S. But I kind of don't too. But I think it's necessary. Like some of those chairmen were saying, it can help us move forward as Native people. Because um, like when I was feeling that emotion and I shed some tears, I don't know why, but I just felt this urge to like pray for those, pray for them. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. I mean, they're like, like I said, they're they're gone. But I prayed for them. And that's like the only thing I felt like I could do. Because it's just a humanity. Like any human with a heart would yeah. feel that pain. Now, with that all being said, we can't use those things as an excuse to destroy ourselves. Oh, no, no, no. And And I'm just putting this out there because, you know, it's easy to blame. It's easy to say, well, it's the government's fault. It's the white people's fault. It's this, it's that, it's the other. We know that. Yeah. We didn't, but like I said before, we didn't plant those seeds. We know that. Mm-hmm. But, but we also tend the garden. Yeah. And we have the power within us, with each and, within each and every one of us, to change it, to stop this cycle of abuse, the cycle of addiction, the cycle of violence, the cycle of low self-esteem, the cycle of suicide, the cycle of all, all these negative things that come with it, we have the power within us as individuals and as a whole people to stop this right now, today. But you have to make that choice for yourself, for your family, for your people. Stop blaming other people, quit making up excuses as to why you can't do something and start coming up with ways that you can. Yes, sir. Preach it. <laughs> And he ain't even trying to preach, yo. That was that was Randy's doing that one, right? Yeah, that was Randy. He got up and went him over. He's feeling that Amen corner. If you have never given yourself to the Lord, mm-hmm. but you would like to make that decision today, please answer no, JC's we- altar call. <laughs> yes, repeat after me. <laughs> but 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 seriously, I, mean, I am dead serious when I have that to one say is good, that. huh? <laughs> no, I'm feeling that. I was I was feeling that because like people started burning down churches. Yeah. And I'm like, no. That's no. not the way. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you can allow yourself to be bitter and do exactly what they, they did, did to your people. You're not going to win that way. No. And you're not also, you're also not going to win by doing or thinking or feeling the way that they designed it for it to be, to yeah. be you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like you're falling, we're falling right into that. I did. If I you, fell into all of those mm-hmm. false beliefs about myself, my people. Yep. If you want to win, man, too. then we have to become a people that forgive and just say, you know what, that did happen, and it sucked. But let's us let's us as people continue to uh, put one foot in front of the other and keep going we can't allow that to hold us back we can't allow that we can't allow what they did to bother us today and become a a stone in our heart exactly and like i've been approached in this like the past recent years by two caucasian individuals who apologize for what their ancestors did to my ancestors yeah and the first time i was just kind of caught off guard i was like uh okay i was like yeah man it's cool you know but then, like, afterwards, like, later on, I f- like, the magnitude of that, I was just kind of like, oh, that's pretty powerful. And then it happened again with somebody else. And then I was just like, 
I didn't hold it. I, I in the first place, I didn't even hold it against them. Yeah, but they felt some kind of conviction compelled compelled to do that, and I embraced it. When it happened the second time, I full on hugged. Thank you, and it felt good. Yeah, and I said, and I told him, I said, in the first place, I'm not even mad at you, bro, but. This individual felt compelled to do it, so then you know I I just embraced it. It felt good, and that that like man, that that's what we need is like it's going to be love that really, and not love that just accepts all things, but like mm. true love, like that really allows us to move forward. You know, mm. like our people have like we're held by our own bitterness, oh. by our own unforgiveness. Yeah, and which is a big reason why I think a lot of us are addicts and alcoholics. True. Because we carry a lot of baggage around that isn't ours. And yeah, and like we're basically we, walking through the airport and we're picking up everybody's baggage and uh-huh. trying to walk out the door with it. Yeah. And we can only fit so much through that circular door. Yeah. And it's like lack of coping skills. Yeah. That's why we do that kind of stuff, you know, lack like, of, we like, feel like we need to like, yeah. it's, but it's, we don't not need our, to. Yeah, yeah. It's not ours. It's just like, man, I know that stuff happened. Let's acknowledge it, but let's move forward. Let's let's heal. Show our kids that we can heal. Yeah, let's heal. You know, because I love my daughter, man. Like, mm-hmm. we just went and bought like cold cuts and stuff, bologna and ham and everything. I want to go home eat some cold cuts. And, and she don't even really like. Not to say like whatever, but I'm bringing her up a different way. Yeah, you know, than than I was brought up in. Word, she's a little more. Um, I know how to say. For my birthday, we went to Asian Sea Grill because she wanted sushi. Yeah, she wanted the rainbow sushi. She didn't want the California roll. Yeah, at seven years old, I wasn't thinking about sushi. <laughs> nah. I just wanted to add chips on my bologna sandwich. Yeah, yeah, some pizza and a cake, man. Pizza. And I cake. wanted the dollar, like you know what I mean, though, yeah. like. But I want to show her a different side of life, and I also want to show her that healing is a part of life. Word. Like, she don't have to carry around our baggage. Yeah, and even on that note, too, like, the Caucasians, you know, that are my um, Caucasian kids, Caucasian parents that where my my kids go, they go to two different schools. Uh, And they're great. They've never came home and, like, felt, like, picked on. Yeah. They've never come home and, like, why are we native? I don't want to be native. That was kind of a fear of mine that that might happen. And I was kind of preparing myself, getting a speech ready. But man, that's like, you know, by the grace of God, it hasn't happened. So like, there's good people here. Yeah, there are. Yeah. My daughter came and said, Dad, am I an Indian? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of Indians are we? (laughs) Yeah. Which is cool though Like you think about it though Our kids are You know Living a different Life than we did back then Yeah for sure I think one more thing To consider too Is You know They say We say not to shut the door On the past To also Remember And strongly consider What our ancestors Had to go through Just to get us to this point Yes sir They tried to through boarding schools and through forced assimilation. Smallpox. And smallpox, they tried to essentially eradicate us from yeah. the face of the earth, but we they couldn't do it. And then in original commodities, they used to put pints of whiskey. 
government whiskey they gave to us. Yeah, remember? I seen pictures of the government whiskey. Yeah, I didn't really. Re- I didn't even realize that till you showed it to me. Yeah, that's nuts. And well, and you know what else they used to do too is they would uh, get they would get natives drunk and then make land deals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. then make, make them sign treaties. Yeah, for like some beads and some skins and stuff. They would get millions of acres and stuff. But yeah, to to always remember what our ancestors had to go through to get us to this point. So mm-hmm. to honor them, and we owe it to them, the people that came before us. Oh yeah, for sure. To, try like, to, to 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 ensure that we are healing, we will heal ourselves. We will heal our wounded relationships. We will heal our nation. We will heal our land. We will heal our land. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, that, that? That's exactly what you did. <laughs> we will heal our land. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, just right there in the silent proclamation. On this day, our future history begins. <laughs> Yes, sir. Here, the destruction stops, and that's within everybody. That's within everybody. all of us. So to sit there and say that I can't, or it's an, I'm not able, or this is against me, or this is what they're doing to me, let all of that go. Start healing today. Yeah, and if you're telling, those, telling yourself those things, man, I call BS. I call baloney sauce. And this is what Plenty Cruz said. Yep. Which is often quoted, sound bite. This is what it really said. He said, with what the white man knows, he can oppress us. If we learn what he knows, then he can never oppress us again. Yes, sir. Yep, that's exact. That's the what he really said. Yeah. And then loosely translated, it was education is your most powerful weapon. With it, you become the white man's equal. Without it, you become his victim. Yeah. But what he meant was that. Like the true translation is what with what the white man knows, he can oppress us. If we learn what he knows, then he can never oppress us again. That's right. There is no knowledge that is in power. That's right. It's like, as natives, we need to learn the game and then just take it over. Yep. And again, to come together, stick together, support each other, not tear each other down. That's right. That crab pot mentality, we got to let that go. And ever since JC's been preaching it on this podcast, I've been catching myself where I'm trying to be crab pot mentality, and I've been um, being more of a non-hater. So when I see somebody doing good, even if I don't like them, I'm like, good job, you, over there. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Even if they don't know it. And the, other, and the other part of that, too, was the tall poppy syndrome. If you are succeeding and you are rising above people that are bending over, you know, they're going to want to bring you back down. Yep. But no, all you have, all we, what we need to do is encourage them to stand up straight. That's right. Yes. Rise up. Just like that quote, remember I was reading it before we, when we were was sitting here, I was eating my dinner and we we're BSing and I came across that quote, quote said something like, oh, how'd it go? Remember I was like, um, if you're doing good, you're having success and you're getting criticism. Oh yeah. Um, it's coming from the criticism is going to be coming from people who are doing less than you, not from people who are doing more than you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you know how can it be a level playing field when one side is running around and the other side is laying down? Mm. 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 We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Yes, sir. I mean, we were out of here, but... What's that on then? <laughs> the crazy thing is these two ain't even trying to preach, yo. What's that on then? How high? How high? Yeah. 
when they're in that col- that classroom. What's that, um, where's my that that spoof movie? That spoof movie. You know who said that? Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Oh, thank you. Oh, he no, said that for real? Yeah, yeah, he said that for real, but then in, it's in How High when Red yeah, and Meth yeah, are in that yeah. classroom. Yeah, okay. All right, well, I'll give you two of those then. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were right on both counts. So I got four. <laughs> <laughs> Caught back up. I still Game's keep already score. over, <laughs> Game's over. <laughs> All right, man, that was good, man. already sounded. And we'll keep, we'll keep uh, bringing our perspective and our reactions to... Um, what is surfaced from this investigation launched by Deb Holland? Shout out to Deb Holland, our Red Road warrior. Um, I appreciate you for you know bringing this up and launching this investigation. Just to let you know, man, we we have an open door to our podcast if you would like to come in and share with us, Deb. Yeah, always, always. We, in fact, we uh, think highly of you. Oh. We don't care what they say. We think highly of you. We don't care what my cousin says. You're you're not Miss Holland to us. You're Aunt Deb. (laughs) Auntie. Auntie Deb. We got nothing but respect for you. Don't listen to my cousin. He didn't even graduate. (laughs) He didn't even graduate kindergarten. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, that one kind of hurt. Oh, that was a good one. Now I appreciate you, gentlemen, bringing your perspective and your just your your words to the topic, and we'll you know, like I said, we'll come back to it as the investigation, what whatever that services, we'll come back to it, and at this time. We are going to go into our speak on it. It took a hiatus last week, but it's back and better than ever. So we're going to go into our speak on it now. So, DJ, why don't you hit me with that B? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Tonight on Billings Sports Center. If you don't know what that, that sound means. <laughs> this just in. Patrick Levy Beverly is a punk. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, I thought you said we couldn't say that. Tune in next week. <laughs> Thank you. That's been our speak on it. <laughs> No, I want to. Well, let's talk about the NBA Finals, man. So far, what's happening? Injuries, blah blah blah. Go. It's the playoffs, not the finals yet. But oh yeah, NBA playoffs. Sorry. Oh man, where do we start? Um, yeah, let's start with Patrick Beverly. Let's get the let's get that fool out of the way right away. That mother sucker. Just before we start, man, this has been the most exciting playoffs I've seen in years. In years. Yeah, yeah. like it's been competitive, man. Like It's like been some real ball playing. Yeah, bro. Like yeah. I'm excited. Like I, I really do. Like even tonight I'm like, dang, let's go because we got a game going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it's crazy, though, because just when you think, man, Atlanta's going to be out or Clippers yeah. are going to be out, then you turn it back <laughs> on and they, they, they won the game and then they, oh, they get to play again a couple nights later. Yeah. And they're like, wow. 
It's pretty yes. good. My my highlights too is like seeing Brooklyn and LA Lakers lose because I'm like, dang, these both these teams are both dominant on paper. Yeah, the air quotation super teams. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I was kind of. I mean, I had to be that guy, but I was glad to see them lose too. Yeah, you know, I'll be that guy tonight. I don't care if I'm that guy. I'm like, dang, <laughs> <laughs> sports should not be like that. No, it shouldn't be. Like it should be even kill. Yeah, it should be like even kill, and then like, hey, let's battle. Yep, that's how I used to play. I want to beat you. You guys keep beating us. I'm gonna get my squad. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the drawing board. We'll be back next season. We're gonna yes. get you. Kind of like the whole like. Remember Detroit Pistons when they won it on 04? Oh, yeah, you took the words right out of my yeah. mouth. Or, you know, exactly like, that was, was a team of. of no superstars. Yep, yep. And they beat the Lakers that year. Yep, yep. Like and that. Then, I was rooting for them. And then they started winning championships. Then they became the big boys. Yeah. The, big, the bad boys, but, you know, they became the big dog. And then Michael Jordan was trying to come up. He had to get past that. And it took yeah. him a couple years to get past that. And then he became... Until he decided to retire twice. Which is nice, like, which is, yeah. you know, and then now we're in the era of just like, okay, I'm going to sign, which, which is cool, like, I understand on the business side, but at the point, I, there's a point where it's got to cut off, like, yeah. we can't have what we have now with Brooklyn and freaking the Lakers, like. Yeah, and like, my kind of distaste for the NBA, it's so refreshing to like, I mean, to me, like, to see Atlanta, up there, you know, in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals and, like, the Suns, like, I don't even know who half the players are, but, man, they're balling out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. Like that. Yeah. Like, he's an Arizona Wildcat. Oh, okay. I'm going to put that out there. All right. I don't even really know them either, like, but I'm just happy to see CP3 on the, on the tear because, like, I, I've seen his loyalty, like, play mm. with the Clippers. Oh, yeah, yeah. New Orleans. Um, he's been grinding. He's and had then, some tough yeah, they've, too. they've they've kind of you know traded him because he's kind of indispensable or whatever. But yeah. every team that he's gone to, they've become a contender. For sure, for like sure. you know, yeah. they traded him to OKC, and man, OKC won. They traded him to Houston. Houston won. Yeah, and then they traded him to uh, the Suns, and freaking Suns are in the playing finals. In finals. Finals, and it's not just like a fluke thing. They've been good all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he just raises everybody's playing level, and he's good at what. Sure. Like I seen him take over last night, like uh. make three baskets in a row. Yeah, like and then that one, like that last play, like when he when he drove baseline, and then all those men, like they started going to the to yeah. the wings and out to the three. Yeah. yeah, and then they're like, oh, he's getting rid of it, so everybody forgot about him, and he just curled and did like, like a little, little five foot jumper, jumper little ten foot jumper. Shot. Yeah, like. Yeah, that was cool. Shooting around. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I think he scored like 16 out of 18 points during that run. Yeah. Yeah, He took over, and I think that's what the Suns needed because, I mean, Devin Booker, tremendous player, but he's not up to that level yet to take over a game. I mean, he fouled out, what, game three when they needed him. And then, you know, Chris Paul took over, and I think that kind of exposed kind of like Chris Paul's tenacity and the coach was like, okay, I can I can trust in this vet right here to take over. Yeah. And just let him take over last night. Uh, but uh, Devin Booker did go off on game one, but he hasn't done it since. No. Like, not to that level. He's, like been, he's been level. good. He's been good. But I, but I think there's something, too, to say about Devin Booker because he's still playing with, like, a broken nose. Yeah. yeah. But Which also, you don't see in today's yeah, yeah, yeah. game. And, like, uh, he was wearing a mask that one game, but he took it off at halftime yeah. and played – the rest of the game. And then he got hit again last night, I think it was last yeah. night. So he put Elbow. it back on. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. 
taking the licking and keeps on ticking. Yeah, I was really like liking the way uh, Devin Booker was playing, especially against the Lakers. Man, he was playing, he's yeah. playing passion. He was playing with some passion. Yes, that series, especially like that closeout game, and like late in the game, he's went and double handed the ball and started staring everybody down. He's going down <laughs> court. I was yes. like, yeah, I like this boy. And again, DeAndre Ayton, he he did he was huge in that series. Yep. That's what uh, I read mm-hmm. somewhere where CP3 was like, yeah, we get, he's going to get a bag this summer. Talking about Aiden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to, you know, trim it up a little bit, but Yeah. I like <laughs> I, I like the Bushley look. Yeah. I told I told this guy yesterday yesterday I was like, Man, Patrick Beverly looks like one of Oreo's relatives. <laughs> yeah, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> he does look pretty scraggly, man. <laughs> but that's all like man last night. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about stick, my dog like that. Hey, we'll stick him to the groomers. Hey, hey, don't be talking about Oreo like that. Only I can. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, man, back to Patrick Beverly, I'm like I seen that play last night, bro. I like, man. I have a lot of respect for Beverly because he's tough. He's small. Like he's he's small and he's tough. Like he reminds me of somebody. Like I remember growing up, like watching Bear Blacksmith play at the courts, and he was tough like that. Yeah, I didn't no nonsense. But when I seen what he did last night to Chris Paul, my dog, like he could have got hurt just the way that he pushed him. Like he could have. It's like Chris Paul's an elder. Yeah, like not not even that, but like just pushing somebody from the back. Like you're not expecting it. Like, yeah. have you ever been pushed? Like, Oof. yeah, yeah, it kind of it hurts. Yeah, something serious could happen. Exactly, man. I was just kind of, or I was gonna say this meme that I seen and it kept popping up. I don't know if it was a meme, but people kept posting it in like these basketball talks groups and stuff. It said at the end of the game, Patrick Beverly have zero points and 150 claps. <laughs> 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 and I noticed that after those posts started coming out. Like the games that after that, you, you will never see Patrick Beverly clapping anymore. He's always <laughs> clapping, clapping in the ref's face, clapping in his opponent's face and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, man, that push, I was like, oh man, I was heated. I had some choice words as I was sitting in my living room watching the game. And, you know, I dropped the F-bomb and called him the B-word. And I was just like, that just came out when I seen him do that. I was like, what? And then you text me. What you text me and I say, yeah, he's a punk ass female dog in heat. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was just that's grimy, man. You can't do that. I mean, to I mean, hey, Patrick Beverly, like Randy said, you know, he's the kind of guy that if he's got the different color jersey as you, you want to punch him in the face. But if he's on your side, you love that dude. Oh yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you're gonna go through the whole series doing what you do, acting the way that you act. And then Chris Paul didn't even say anything to him. He just walked by and kind of gave him the mean mug, maybe. But then, oh, he didn't say anything. I no, thought he huh? said something. No, he went in there when they showed. Well, as far as I could tell, when they showed the replay, they showed uh, Chris. They showed him his face. Okay. And then Patrick Beverly was walking the other way, and then he he just kind of, you know, gave him a look. Yeah. And his mouth didn't move unless you know he's like a ventriloquist or something. <laughs> he's but, able to throw his voice. Yeah, throw his voice like a like a puppet or whatever. But <laughs> he didn't say anything, and then. Patrick Beverly just turned around and just boom, just shoved him from behind. From it wasn't even looking from the back. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk trash and you're gonna you know get all feisty during the series, and then you're losing, and then the man the, towards the end there, the sun's really poured it on. So yeah. I mean, I can understand your emotions are high, man, but you got to have a little bit more control than that. There's no there's no place in sports for that kind of behavior. No. No. Nope. That's 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 
That's childish. Exactly. And like, I mean, come on, man. You're a professional. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't be doing that. I mean, there's kids watching the game, people looking up to you. And and then what? uh, (laughs) The the one play when uh, Chris Paul went up for the three and then, or no. Oh, yeah, he was trying to get around the screen, but he accidentally ran into his legs. Yeah. And Chris Paul goes down, and it was legit. You know, he fell on his back, kind of bounced even. Yeah. And then after that, Patrick Beverly got up, and he was laughing, and he was kind of doing that little kind of floppy kind of motion, and he was laughing at yeah. it. It was funny then. Kind of mocking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny to him then, and then, but then you turn around, and you're losing. You know you're going to, this. It's that's it. At that point, that was it. Yeah. And so to turn around and then just push him from behind is just... I don't know. There's just so many adjectives I could use to describe yeah. that. It's I mean, there, there's a point where it's like, it's serious. It's a serious part of the game. I understand the frustration, but I mean, you got there's got to be a part of you that consciously, like, I should not do this. Yeah. Like, they basically kicked your butt. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and it was, you know, like, I was fair loving basketball. Yeah. You know? Like, I at mean, the end of the day, you had the better game. Yep. That's just more reason for you to come back next year and be like, man, you know what? You killed us last year, but you're not going to do it this year. Yeah. Instead like, of freaking trying to hurt the man. Exactly. Like, it, you know, it took me a while. I mean, but when that, butt, that last buzzer sounds, you know, it's done. It's over with. And then you can, you know, congratulate the other team. And then you walk off, you know, with some humility, with some dignity. You don't go do, doing this BS that just like left a bad taste in my mouth, man. For Patrick Beverly, like, yeah, and like the other thing was too, like the other, the other part of it that I seen after all the replays was that Chris Chris Paul's teammates watched him do it. <laughs> they they that's stood what I was there say, and they watched him do it. Like, who is that guy just watching him? And yeah, like Patrick Beverly is still like about two feet away. Yeah, oh, that big guy. I can't remember, but he's just looking at him, like, over his shoulder. Devin Booker's, like, actually behind Patrick Beverly, just standing there watching him. Yeah. Like, if I seen somebody, you know, like, winding up, I would have been like, oh, snap. You know, try to get in there, tackle him. But at the same time, you know. (laughs) But maybe they didn't think he was going to do that. I was just going to say, I mean, that that was really, it it took me by surprise because I was like, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe they didn't. Maybe they thought he was gonna, you know, go get his attention. At least let him turn around. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But not be. I was like, uh, I seen a meme today. Female dog in heat above the rim. Remember when they got oh, beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're, uh, yeah. Tupac, uh, Tupac's number one man. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, and, goes and grabs that gun yeah, out of that bag. Handle your business. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, man! I seen, yeah, they photoshopped his face on there. <laughs> he walked oh, with that bag. <laughs> no, Patrick Beverly's face, but he has that bag. Eh? <laughs> He's standing, in, standing on the court in the rucker. <laughs> but man, hey, you need a role model hug yeah. or something. So uh, on the other side, Eastern Conference is tied up two two. Got two injuries, one mm. to uh, a freak injury to Trey Man, Young. that was crazy. Stepped on the ref's foot. Both of them weren't dumb. Yeah, just... Uh, oh, and then... Well, why didn't that ref try to get out of the way? Man. He was just... I mean, that's... I don't know. It's... Hey, I mean, looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know what I mean? I think, like... I mean, I don't know. I think Trey Young injury is just a precaution. He'll probably play. Is he playing tonight? 
Uh, Him or Giannis aren't playing. I don't think either one is. What? For real? Because the way he was jumping around and celebrating on the sidelines, I was like, man, this guy can play. But it's a bone bruise. Yeah. I don't know. Which is, I don't know. Like, he could probably, I don't know. It's hard to say. It is. Like, my finger, I think it's broke right now. (laughs) But I'm still able to work. So I'm still going to get out there and drop 30. (laughs) Yeah, but it hurt earlier when I I was fixing this. I was like, oh, man. Like, I did that, what, two weeks ago? (laughs) Three weeks ago? Oh, And it's still bruised up. And look at this scab up on the fingertip. Dang. I have an ingrown toenail from 17 (laughs) years ago. That's beside the point, but look at him. I said, oh. I can tell. Yeah. You better go get that looked at. They probably can't do nothing for a fingertip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you go to IHS, they might chop it <laughs> off. <laughs> but it just, yeah, it's been like that for about three weeks Or now. they'll give you lots of opiates. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't realize it until I need it. Yeah. So you're trying to get that boogie up there. Yeah. Oh, speaking of boogie, man, boogie cousins. <laughs> what you doing, man? <laughs> He come cut, on, man. Cut CP3 down, huh? No, come on, man. No, he, what was it? The game before, they're they're trying to come back. They're only down like three or four points. And he was shooting a free throw. And, you know, when you're shooting a free throw, he was just trying to hit it off the rim and so they could get a ball back and try to get a quick two. Oh, yeah. Man, he 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 threw the ball, and it just hit the backboard. Like, Way up on the backboard, like above the white square. Man, I was laughing so hard. I said, like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> so I got to say, Boogie Cousins, come on, man. In my best Chris Carter voice. Come on, man. <laughs> <clears throat> so, and then there's Giannis. That, that one didn't look good at all. Oh. Uh, his leg bent the, ba- uh, the wrong way. Man, that made my knees hurt. And it looked a lot worse oh. than it apparently is, but because they uh. said he's got no structural damage, so that's good. Yeah, that is good, but man, it looked terrible, terrible. That was terrible, terrible. Man, when I seen that, bro, like I can't, like I'm still traumatized from <clears throat> Gordon Hayward because that was the opening night of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, Gordon Hayward a couple years ago when he got the ball at the top of the key. And then he drove on the wing. And, man, he went up. And he landed and his foot turned the Oh, other way. yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. Like, dog, I literally, like, I walked in the door. I walked in the door, grabbed the remote, and turned on the, the TV. And that happened. And when I turned on the TV, they were bringing the ball down. And they just threw it to him. Oh. Like, uh, you know? So I was still uh, traumatized. And then when this happened to Giannis, I'm like, dog, like, I was like, what happened? Like, I, I was watching it, and I'm like, you know, you yeah, can't yeah, believe, yeah. like, what happened? So the replay comes, and, man, you just see the knee, and it's uh, like, man, a knee is not supposed to bend like that. Oh. Uh, like. Man, it's making my knees hurt right now. Oh, man. Like, you know, just think, just a little bit more pressure in his knee would have went. Oh. It's oh it, I mean, everything oh, in there would have just blew oh, up. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm getting an anxiety attack right and now. And just watching that, I was like, oh, oh man. So I freaking like just i was like but that's enough i turned on man, 2k i'm to, like i'm not gonna watch it i turned 2k on that, that, no, that, i had that to rebuke me, it reminds me of a couple <laughs> things. the first one is uh remember paul george when he hit that stanchion oh man oh. Right, right in the corner of that thing and his oh. leg just oh and then uh dak prescott 
I mean, yeah, no, not yeah. It's Dak. Last year, remember he did, when his ankle? Oh yeah, and it was like oh, yes. sideways. I know you don't like the Cowboys because you're an Eagles fan, but mm. yeah, I mean you got to have some empathy. Yeah, yeah look, yeah. I had a little empathy. I mean, as <laughs> as a former athlete, yeah. Oh. No, I mean I just cringed so bad because I I I went down in Walkard Way one time and I sprained like my MCL, PCL, all that. It, I didn't tear anything, but man, that hurt so bad. Like, I was, like, screaming. Man. And I don't scream unless we're singing a powwow song. Yeah, that's. So, that's yeah, tough. that's why I'm, like, over here making all these sound effects and having an anxiety attack. That's tough. Uh, so, anyway. Basketball. So, yeah, who do you think? It. Who you got? Uh, you got the Hawks or you got the Bucks? Oh, man. I, at this point, let's see. I'm going to have to go with. Oh, after the because hey, this last game they had Giannis to begin with, yeah, and they were still getting beat. They're still getting smoked. So I don't know, man. That that's a toss up. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for the Hawks myself personally. My daughter asked me that last night. Who do you got? You know, because we yeah. watched it and uh, I said I don't know. I just want to see a good series. Oh, yeah, true I that. really like. I really don't care for the Eastern Conference. <laughs> like I know that kind of sounds jacked up, but I really don't. Yeah. Um, I like the like the Western Conference, and, and I'm really rooting for CP3. I'd like mm. to see Giannis and them get in there, just because you know if, if they ever have a chance, now is that chance. Oh yeah, true. Because then you know Brooklyn's going to come back next year, and who knows? You know if they got that makes sense. True. So you know if they ever have a chance, I mean I'm not saying that they'll lose automatically, but it's going to be a tough grind. If it's kind of like Toronto, all three of those. Now they won a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. And but ultimately, you know, just from having lived in Arizona, that's kind of where my heart is at. So I got to go for the Suns all yeah. up, when everything is said and done. Mm-hmm. I think my mind's just because of CP3, um, just watching him play all these years and kind of appreciating it and realizing he's really not going to be here too much longer on the court. Yeah, so I want to yeah. see him get one for sure. Out of Eastern Conference, I'm rooting for the Hawks to get to the finals, but ultimately, yeah, I'm I'm down with the Suns, man. I want to see them get one. Yeah, and and I got nothing against the Hawks. You know, they're young; they'll get theirs. They'll get oh, yeah, theirs yeah, yeah. if they stay intact. Yeah. yeah, but me, I'm a Timberwolves fan, so oh yeah. Which is like, really... there's been talks about us getting Ben Simmons, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, sir. Uh, How are you going to cry around about Simmons, Andrew bro. Wiggins's contract? Mm-hmm. And we barely got out of that. And now you want to pick up Ben Simmons, who's going to be paid like 30-something mil a year yeah. for the next four or five years. Yo, and man. not only that, boy can't even shoot. Man, he can't even hit a three, and he wears his shooting sleeve. Yeah. Well, they, he can't shoot a three. He can't shoot a jump shot. Or he can hit a midi, but he can't shoot free throws. Well, the defining moment was when they were playing and he passed up a dunk. I mean, he, he could have dunked it, but yeah, he I, passed it off to one of his teammates. I know what play you're talking about. He when was, he, he was outside of the key. Yeah. He was outside of the paint. Dang. So that was kind of defined a lot of things for me. I'm not saying he can't come back. Um, I just haven't seen anything from him. But the kid's like only like 24, 23. Mm, mm, mm. And he's probably traumatized. Like, Something. man, imagine being that young and reading all kinds of nasty things about <laughs> you, bro. Like, especially in today's day and age, like, you turn on your phone, like, go to social media, oh, go check out, like, some kind of updates, and then you see all the bad news, and you're like, 
Oh man, I know. How do you not look at it? I know. Yeah, it's, you have to. I mean, you're gonna have. Someone's gonna tell you, like you said, you got, you got that. You got all in your boys. There's always that one. Hey, did you see this? Check this out. Um, yeah, the mo- the harshest one I've seen to date is the one that said, "If you ever felt useless, know that Ben Simmons wears a shooting sleeve on his arm every game." <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's Would like you- the most harshest one. <laughs> I would kind of had to soak in. That's rough. That's bad. Which is crazy, too, because, man, you're a point guard. How do you not shoot? Oh. How do you get to that level and not be able to make a free Like, throw? dog, you handling the rock 95% of the time. How do you not have a shot? Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm with JC. Like, how do you get to that level if you can't shoot? That's weird. Like you're and Philadelphia is stupid for even giving him a max contract. Well, maybe they see in some see something in him that we don't. Yeah, because I don't see it. Yeah, but since we're on the topic of sports, I just want to point out the fact that this weekend my beloved Red Sox swept the New York Yankees again. Yay! Yay! Six and zero against the Evil Empire. Nice. So, congratulations to the Red Sox. Of course. And they're in first place in the East. Here we go. So we're looking pretty good, hopefully, and we get Chris Sale back pretty soon, maybe next month. And, man, just in time for the, for that late push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they leading in their division? Yeah, they're leading the East, uh, AL East. Okay. Okay. So they got the – Might and, sit down and watch a game now. And the, and the thing is they got – Boston is in the same uh, league as um, – New York and Tampa Bay. Okay. So Tampa Bay is pretty good too. And I remember one year, oh man, it was like 11 or 12. Um, the top three teams in the major leagues were all in that same division. Mm-hmm. And so in any other division, Boston would have been leading. But in their own division, they were still in third. Dang. So it's that's a tough division. Uh, yeah, huh? It is. It is every year. Wow. But... They are 6-0 and against the Yankees, and that's all I care about. Well, congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. Congrats, Bull Sox. Oh, wait, 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 wait. If anything deserves some neck flaps. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Boston Tea Party, ah, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's good. Uh, thank oh, you. Yep, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch some more basketball, man. This heat got me hey. got my um yoke fried. So yeah, I'm man. ready to get out of here and go home. Let's go. Great I love episode. sports. The Olympics are coming up too. Oh so. man, I know finally. Hey man, one of my favorite runners, Alice was Allison Felix. She got into like her fifth Olympics. I can't wait to watch her run. Um, I can't just. I can't wait to just sit down and watch some Olympics, man. I miss. We all missed out last week, or last year. Last yes, week. Sir. That's. I think it was odd. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. You know, the way they have it written. Yeah. Yeah, because I've always seen it like on even, even numbers. Yeah. Like Olympics twenty twenty. Uh, well, you don't even care about twenty twenty. That never yeah. happened. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your awesome perspectives. Thanks for bringing it tonight. Fire. Um, shout out to our listeners out there on Flat Earth, wherever you may be. 
Um, there's like thousands of you that are listening to our um, episodes, downloading our episodes, and that are in the unknown. So just go ahead and turn on that tracker on your device so we can see where you're listening from. <laughs> there's like almost 2,000 downloads that are from the unknown. Nice. So, hey, again, shout out to our listeners. We had our most downloads per month in June. Mm-hmm. So let's... Let's up that up, man. Let's make it July our highest downloads. Up and, that game. And that is all because of you. Yes, listener. you. Thank so you. we we love you. you. We, we appreciate love you. you. You're the most important part of this podcast. If it wasn't for you, we'd just be sitting here talking to ourselves. And of Deuces. course, we have to say that if you if there's anything you any subject you want to talk about, if there's anything you want to shout out about, you know, just get a hold of us on our email. Um, Facebook group, whatever, you know, we got the links on the description. So we'd love to hear from you. And yeah. All right. Holla back, citizen. See you on episode 36. Deuces. Hit me with that beat, son. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.